0: Genesis 15 says, And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them for four hundred years. And also the nation whom they serve, I will judge. Afterward, they shall come out with great substance. This is part two of a really great conversation. I'm loving it already. This energy.
1: Hey, he listen is back. Hey, the challenge is this: will the sequel be better than the original, right? We we, we know that a lot of movies have what we call the sequel <laughs> curse, right? Where we got the originals. Like this, can the sequel outperform the original conversation? So we got fingers crossed, and we got the blessings on high. That we're we gonna drop some, some powerful gems, and they have a Definitely. great time.
0: You know, my biggest thing when you—it's it's funny you mentioned that. My biggest thing is making sure people are blessed by what we're saying,
1: Ew, right? So as long absolutely.
0: as as long as they're being blessed, they're being edified, they're being fulfilled with the information. Whether mm-hmm. the first one or the second, you know, as long as it's a, it's a blessing, we did our job, right?
1: Absolutely, without a doubt.
0: <laughs> so, so what, what have you been up to, man? What, what's what's currently going on in your world since the last time we spoke?
1: Wow. So I have been moving and shaking. Uh, like many people, I've gone through a lot of changes. Some changes have been good. Some changes have not been so good. Right. But that's life.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, we
1: don't always get a chance to pick and choose what happens to us, but mm-hmm. we decide how it happens through us. And I say that again, because someone right now may have been coming out of what I call a storm moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad you kind of brought this up, because I think a lot of people um, that follow your, your 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 powerful podcast, they're they're what I call the remnants of 2020.
2: <laughs> mm, okay. okay. <laughs> the remnants
1: of 2020, and and I think it's so valuable because a lot of people came out of 2020, and they're still trying to figure out how to get back in the flow of things. No one thought 2020 was going to hit the way it did, right? No yeah. one thought 2020 is going to affect people's budget, people's job situation, people's relationships and lifestyle and friendships and family. No one saw it coming, so a lot of folks are trying to figure out how to get back on track. And so I tell people a couple things. I said, number one. I believe personally 2020 was the year of perfect vision. And Mm. and I remember saying this to a group of people and the eyes got wide, like, what is he talking about? What was so perfect about 2020? And the reason why I say it is, you know, 2020 is perfect vision. I I, I wear contacts and every year I have to go in to get my eyes checked for my prescription. And every time I walk out, their job is to send me out with 2020 vision, which is a perfect prescription. And so for a lot of us coming through 2020, we went into it hollering out new year, new me, new goals, new dreams. We're doing big <laughs> things only for a virus from three months of government shutdown to change the world as we yeah. know it, right? right? A lot of people couldn't figure out what was going on. A lot of people thought their money situation was great to so that virus next, that, that shutdown hit. We saw a lot of people trying to depend on government assistance just to make ends meet. We right. saw a lot of people with college degrees, some folks with two or three of them behind their name. They had a couple, a couple of PhD DBs behind their name and thought those PHDDDs kept them safe until the government said, your arena is essential, yours is not. Mm. (laughs) And so it didn't make a difference at that point in time because some folks with some important titles behind their names had to have a seat on the couch, right? We saw some some small businesses get shut down because they couldn't handle three months in a virus, right? We saw major organizations that have been around for 40, 50, 60 years shut their doors for the first time because they weren't ready for the government shutdown. And we saw a lot of relationships go through storms and dynamics, right? We saw a lot of divorces go through the, the divorce rate went through the the roof, right? A lot of people were, I love you, you love me. And that's cool as long as we out the door eight hours a day doing our separate things but to be forced to be up under the same roof with you for 24 hours straight, I didn't realize how much we did not have in common, right? right so right, right. we saw a lot of things happen. Unfortunately, we saw a lot of death as well, right? Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of folks lose their life to COVID-19. And so I say 2020 is the year of perfect vision because whether you realize it or not, 2020 was the year that showed you whether you were looking at things with astigmatism, are you far sighted or nearsighted when you look mm. at your life, your goals, your dreams. A lot of people thought they were seeing stuff, uh, seeing stuff clearly, and really they were squinting. Yeah, they were squinting in the relationship, squinting at yep. the job, squinting at the title, squinting at the money, and going, "My bank account got what in it?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a wake up call. So I say 2020 is your perfect vision because for the first time, people were called, required, and requested to see things clearly. Then we got 2021. Right, 2021 is the year of the of the red flag, and I say the year of the red flag because. After seeing stuff clearly in 2020, now you see all the red flags in the room. There are red flags. A lot of us was putting purple, blue, green, orange, uh, uh, turquoise, any other color. But what it was, it's a red flag, and you got to address a red flag. So 2021 called for a lot of people to do cleanup work. Mm. A lot of people had to walk away from a lot of jobs that were no longer serving them. There were jobs that people were dumping a lot of loyalty into, and that job was never going to promote them higher than where they were that mm. gift, that talent, that expertise was going to A lot of people weren't getting paid what they're actually worth, right? And, and they saw the red flag for the first time. Same thing in relationships, the same thing in friendships and family dynamics. A lot of people had wake up moments and they could see the red flag and now I'm called to answer it, right? And so that brings us to now, 2022, I believe it's called the year of the new you. Why? Because now that we see things clearly, that now that we've gotten rid of the red flags, now we can walk forward without any of the cumbrances that's been slowing us down, right? A lot of us are free to be exactly who we are, unfiltered, uh, unshackled, uh, unbothered, with a new mindset and a new dimension of what we can actually do when we are walking in our full authority, our power, our grace, and most importantly, the belief system that I am, all that I need to be successful, right? So we're seeing a lot of people just rising to the top in 2022. I'm seeing so many folks rising, just with entrepreneurship and businesses and new ideas and ventures taking off. My timeline is just full of folks just blossoming the way they're supposed to blossom. So that that brings us to where we are today, man. I love it. Folks using gifts and talents and using their expertise and doing everything they got to do to just crush their goals and dreams in this season.
0: I love that. Um, Let me know. I I know you uh, travel and you speak and you're talking at different places. How did, how did all what's been going on the last few years, how did that impact being able to go around and, and, and have those speaking uh, engagements and still being able to speak with people? How did that impact you?
1: Well, I love it because again, 2020 was the year perfect vision, right? right. So for a lot of us in this industry, we learned something very, very harshly, the hard way, right? Mm. The money don't flow if you don't go speak and go.
2: <laughs> mm. Right, right. The
1: money don't flow if you don't go speak and go the COVID uh, hysteria hit so high, I think I had probably about 15 to 17 engagements canceled that year alone, because they said, we, we just don't feel comfortable putting everybody under one roof.
2: Yeah. And the
1: controversy was on, do you get vaccinated or do you not get vaccinated? And I enjoy my life. So honestly, I'm like, okay, I'm cool with it. Cause I, I, I enjoy my time above ground. And so right, right. I, I wasn't ready to play that game with anybody out there, but I believe in the gift of creativity, right? I think mm-hmm. last time we talked, we touched on gifts and talents. And of course, yes. uh, one of the things I tell people all the time, you got to know your God given gifts and talents. And so one of the gifts I use that a lot of people don't even pay attention to, right? It's one of my gifts that that, that I like to kind of keep under the radar is the gift of creativity. Mm. Another word for the gift of creativity is the gift of imagination. And yeah. this is something everybody has. Because the kids, we come onto this planet, we have our imagination and it, is, it, it has no limitations on it, Right. Yeah. And so, as an adult, we still got to have that gift of creativity, and gift of imagination. So, if the source of income dries up over here, how do I get it to restart just in a different, more creative, dynamic way? So, for me, every presentation I had, I learned how to do it virtually.
0: Gotcha. gotcha. Every
1: presentation, I learned how to do it virtually. So that way, we were using technology, and they could still have two hundred something people in a room. We just do it virtually, right? Gotcha. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Same thing with the coaching programs. For for most people, two thousand and twenty two. Should have been what I talk about in GPS, My Success. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a chapter about recalculation. That should have been your recalculation year, right? And for those of you guys jumping in and it's your first time here, we talk about it. When you put an address in the GPS, you got in mind a destination you're trying to get to, right? Occasionally, you're going to run into a traffic jam and, and, and you're going to have a choice. You can sit in this traffic jam for 45 minutes so the cop gets it straightened out, or you can allow the GPS to take a look at the road and say, hey. I don't want you sitting in this trap for 45 minutes. I'm going to recalculate you a different route rather than Mm. let you sit here. There's more than one way to get to the finish line. If I made a wrong turn, the GPS is going to say, hey, you know, let's recalculate. Let's get you back on track. And so for many people, 2020 was their recalculation year. That means they should have been rethinking about their goals and dreams and saying, what are the alternative ways to get there? The fact that it was such a shutdown, because a lot of people were not doing nothing but watching Netflix and surfing social media. I'm like, books should have been produced. Coaching programs should have been rolled out. The blueprint for businesses should have been laid out. Folks should have been taking online classes to get that degree. There are so many things that could have been taken advantage of in 2020, but a lot of people didn't see it that way. They were so Mm -hmm. busy being glued to the hysteria of the fear. Because let's be real. 2020 had so much fear and paranoia about, you know, don't sneeze on somebody. Don't stand more than two feet next to somebody. People were so paranoid, they weren't focused on anything. People was focused on toilet paper and water. And I'm like, no, be focused on goals and dreams. Mm. Get stuff done. So when 2021 rolls around, you can take advantage of the opportunity. The folks I know that's crushing it right now didn't spend their 2020 with their head in the ground hiding from fear. Fear stands for false evidence of uh, appearing real. No, there was no fear, right? The, the, the idea behind it was moreover, I apologize, man, somebody just tried to come through. The, the idea behind it was moreover about staying focused on my goals and dreams, not being focused on fear. The, the odd thing is this, and this is what blows my mind the most, we're only born with two fears when we come on this planet. Hmm. And a lot of people forget this. You're only born with two fears. That's the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. That's why something loud will start to you. And, and that's why if you feel like you're about to fall over, it'll start to you. Those are the only two fears you're born with. Everything else is a learned fear. And fear is designed to keep you, quote unquote, safe. Another word for safe is in your comfort zone, right? right, right. So if I want to break outside my comfort zone and do great things, I got to be willing to face my fears head on. And so many people let 2020 keep them frozen. It blows my mind. It hmm. literally blows my mind. All oh, blows my mind
0: you mentioned something earlier and I want to see yeah. how it connects mm-hmm. to something you're saying, because sure. I'm, I'm hearing goals and dreams and I'm with you. I'm, imagination, but you also okay. mentioned 2021. There Ooh. was these red flags, right? Yes. And, <laughs> and i whenever we talk, I always feel like, okay, he's talking to me, you know, I mean, I can, I can feel it right. It's in the, in the spirit. So what do you do when you see these red flags and they could mm. be a threat okay. to your goals or your dreams. Obviously, um, mm. you know, uh, no weapon formed shall prosper. That's right. Absolutely. But what advice do you give to someone who may see these red flags and it may be a threat to their goals or dreams? How do you maneuver mm. through that?
1: Well, I'm glad you said I'm glad you threw scripture out there that's that's number one that, that you just hit me in my heart you you, you, you the heart I'm like, okay, I love the fact you threw that there no weapon formed Here's the problem. we all know no weapon formed against mm-hmm. us should prosper, but do we all believe it right right a lot of times we quote it, but a lot of times we don't believe it and that's what keeps us stagnant right Everything you want this great is going to be on the opposite side of fear, and if I believe that no weapon formed against me should prosper. I got to be willing to contest the red flag. There are some situations where I had red flags and I didn't really want to contest it because my fear was what if I'm trying to contest something I'm supposed to hold on to. Mm. Right. But if it's meant for me and designed for me, guess what? It's not going to go anywhere. It's going to stand up against the struggle. Right. Uh, Let let me give it to a different way. I remember being in a relationship many, 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 many years ago. And I knew the relationship was toxic. I mean, I knew it. I mean, we 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 loved each other, but it was so much toxicity in the relationship. And one of my best friends said, bro, you got to give that to God. And, and, and I argued because I knew if I give this to God, my fear is God's going to say, this ain't for you. This ain't for your journey. This ain't the direction I'm taking you in. You're going to give me this and I'm going to take it from you because this is not good for you. And so I didn't want to give it to God because I knew if I gave it to God, it wouldn't stand up against the test.
2: <laughs> mm
1: so i'm like no 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 i can't I see what you're saying I, 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 let, let me figure this out myself because i knew going by biblical principles i love this thing but this thing was not going to stand the test it wasn't going to stand the test it's almost like um looking at some of these houses they build and sometimes they built some shoddy you go man if a good wind a hurricane come through that house ain't gonna stand that test that house is coming down there's no way that that wind hit it yeah. That little piece of crap is coming down. Right. <laughs> right. And So a lot of times we, we have the red flag moments. But the reason why we're afraid to, to move on them, because we, we know we, we stand this up and say, hey, God, can, can you do a pressure test on this? <laughs> mm. can, you, can you blow on my house? See, if it stands, we know what's going to happen. But yeah. we're not ready to release it because we don't believe God's going to give us something better. So let me give this to everyone in a different way. And I need you guys to overstand what I'm saying to you, right? I'm taking overstand for one of my coaching students. And he says this all the time. He don't say, I need you to understand. He says, I need you to overstand what I'm saying to you. If I have a 1990 Mercedes Benz Mm -hmm. and I take it to a dealership, right? And I want to trade my car in. I don't want to trade my car in for a 1987 Mercedes Benz. That, that right. makes no sense, right? right. I, I want to trade up. I don't want to trade down. So if I'm going there and they try to say, well, i got this 1987, well, why would I go backwards? I mean, I get it as a, a vintage, but why would I go backwards? Why would I right. give you my 1990 car for 1987? That makes no sense. The problem is a lot of times we're afraid when we give something to God, that red flag to God, that God's going to replace it with something of lesser value. I've never gone to a car dealership that was serious about their business and let me trade in a 1990 for a 1990 or lesser model. I always trade up. I never trade down. When you take that red flag and decide, and it's a decision because you can try to hold on to it, but understand, whatever you hold on to of your own strength and will, you're going to hold on to it by your own strength and will. You have to duct tape that joker super glue it. You'll be holding on to it with vice grips trying to make it work out and pray to God you don't hit a bump and it all fall apart, right? If it's it's from God, you ain't got to do all that legwork, right? But I say that to say this. When you give it When you give your red flag the right way, right? He's going to trade it for something of higher value, Mm -hmm. not equal value, higher value. I'm not going to trade my, my 1990 for 87. I I want my 1990 to be traded in for uh, a 2022, right? I I don't want to go down. I want to go up and the newer, the model, guess what? It has less problems. Yep. It's kids growing up, man. Our first cars were usually cars that were like 10 or 15 years old. And we talked about, we're going to hook them up and do the paint job and all that. And we will buy the car for like 800 bucks to a thousand bucks. We spent about, about a good seven, $8,000 trying to fix the car up and make it look nice. But it's so old of a car. Everything is just breaking down. Right. Boom, this, boom, this, boom, this. And one day my dad looked at me and said, for all the money you spent on that car, you could have bought you something brand new. And I had no issues for the first seven years. Yep. You, you didn't invest wisely. Right. So uh, again, I'm going to say this real clearly. For those of you with red flag situations, or are you making a decision to invest wisely? Because you can't put a price on peace. <laughs> mm. You cannot put a peace price of on mind. peace. A peace of mind. And I'll say it again, because anyone who's got an older model car and when stuff starts going wrong, it's a different journey when you get on the highway and them check engine lights and stuff start coming on. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, please don't In stop. the middle please of nowhere. Don't stop. Yes, please yes. don't stop. Please don't stop you on the highway at 65 miles per hour, and you purposely going 45 in the slowest lane. People going around you, mm-hmm. you ain't even sweating it. Like, I don't care, go around me, I ain't going no faster. Any faster, I'm going to be stuck on the side of this road someplace, right? So for a lot of us, those red flags simulate the check engine lights that's coming on, right? right? Check engine means something ain't right. I need to get rid of this or get to a shop or do something with it, right? So that's my mindset when it comes to red flags. If, if it's a red flag, I gotta address it. I've never seen a red flag get better; it gets worse. <laughs> I agree. Always there, gets worse.
0: Yeah, there's, there's something very powerful in what you're saying. You know, you the analogy you're you're bringing up is from uh, 1990 and, and going back to 1987. And so, yes. as we're recording this, for those who listen to this in the future, it's 2022. Mm-hmm. But what I really love about what you're saying is, well, what what if I have a 2021 model? Mm. See, a lot of times we have a newer model, we can still upgrade to the newest model, even though it's only one year and yes. so it doesn't have to always be that thing that looks beat up, that we have to let go of. It just has to be the thing that's not for us that has to be let go.
1: You got it. you got it. I remember this guy that I met right because I'm, I'm a Porsche enthusiast, so I met a guy at the gym. We had a Porsche.
0: okay
1: The problem was the engine went out on him. he wasn't maintaining the car, right and his gotcha. porsche was newer than mine. He had, at that time, I want to think he had a, a 2018 or 2017 Porsche. His was newer than mine, right? Spent a grip on over 100 grand. Nice. But the car had been sitting in the yard, uh, his front driveway, for about a good 11 months mm. sitting there. Just sitting there. Looking clean, pretty, couldn't drive it, right? Yeah. He was driving it and didn't do the oil changes and the engine went out.
2: <laughs>
1: mm. And he didn't have the money to repair the engine, Right. So so, so that, that mindset lets me know it's not always about it being the newest model because what, what's the point of you having the newest model if you can't maintain it? Mm. See, a lot of us are asking for grandiose things and God is saying, if I give it to you right now, can you maintain it? Right. A lot of people are saying, but I want to go to the next level in my business, in my finances, in my relationship. If I give you what you're asking for right now, can you honestly maintain it? You can't afford the maintenance and the upkeep on it. Guess what? You can't obtain it. I used to watch that TV show, uh, and I forget the name of it, man. You might be able to help me out, where they would take someone who would write to ABC and say, "Um, man, my house is just falling apart. I got the roof caving in. We got mold, and we don't know what to do. ABC, please help me. Please help me. And they would send them on like a Disneyland vacation for like seven days. And in seven days, they had a whole team in there from from the city fixing up the house right mm-hmm. i mean and then when they would get back they would be like move that bus and all of a sudden you see this brand new house <laughs> I and they know oh about... my god oh my god yeah the problem was this and this always hit my mind y'all took their house that was only worth about a hundred thousand dollars in that current shape maybe mm-hmm. even less than that y'all dumped about five hundred thousand into it and so now it's like a seven hundred thousand dollar house and everyone in the town is celebrating But when you would do research on these shows afterwards, like a year later to see what happened to that person, Mm -hmm. most of them lost the house for delinquent property taxes.
2: Mm.
1: Now here's the catch, right? If they had the money to do all that to the house, they wouldn't need to call y'all to help on the show, right? Right, If you are giving them a $700,000 house and they couldn't afford $100,000 maintenance on a $100,000 valued house, where do you think they're going to pay the taxes on a $700,000 improved value house at, right? So it yeah. goes to show you the intentions can be great, but God is not going to typically give you something he knows you can't afford to make this own because you're going to make a mess of his blessing and make a mess of your life and anyone attached to it. I've only seen one person that came on that show that was smart. I got to take a drink for this one. One person that came on that show that was smart. They let that show go off the air for about six months to nine months. They put that house on the market and sold it. And when they yeah. sold it, they had to move out of the actual city because all the people who chipped in, all the labor comes from that city, right? right? They was pissed at them. Like, how dare y'all do that after we did our legwork? <laughs> he said, not because I can't afford the taxes. Right. He said, that makes no sense. I'm going to lose the house to foreclosures. So better for me to sell it, put the money in pocket, find something I can afford that makes sense, and then store this nest egg and invest off of it. Right. <laughs> Only person I saw that was smart. But the majority of those folks end up losing the house delinquent property taxes because they can't afford the maintenance they can't afford the blessing right mm. so we want to make sure that when we ask for something am i ready to receive it have i done all the due diligence have i done my homework have i done my research am i have i been have i been studying to show myself approved because let's be real when god gives you something the enemy isn't waiting to take it. yes there, there, there is never a promised land that don't have a giant hanging around
0: <laughs> Very true. Always Very a true.
1: hanging around. Because if you handle the blessing right, remember the blessings are never just for us. Mm. The blessings are for everyone else that comes in contact with us. I don't know if I said this last time, but I said today. I've never seen this happen looking at the apple tree. I've never seen a seed plant in the ground and an apple tree grows to full maturity, right? Blossoms and produces a bunch of juicy, ripe red apples. And eventually one day gravity and wind take a hold and that apple plummets to the earth, hits the ground and bounces and the apple tree is hungry and looks around and looks down at the apple and says, mm, man, that looks delicious, picks it up and takes a bite out of it, right? The, the, the apple the apple is not for the apple tree. The, mm. the fruit is for those that come past that need nourishment from it, right? Very so true. a lot of times we get confused. The blessing is not always for us. The blessing oftentimes for other folks that God sends our pathway so they can understand the fullness and the goodness of the Lord that's examined and distributed through us directly, right? So we got to be ready for the blessing. We got to be ready for it.
0: I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the people around you are are being blessed. And Mm. you may be the last in line to get the blessing. It may be the biggest. Mm. But the people in your circle are all being blessed. And if you uh, aren't grateful, you may miss your blessing because you are worried about what everybody else got.
1: Hey, I'm glad you said that. (laughs) I'm glad you said that, because yeah. one of the hardest places to be at is to watch everyone else, everyone else around you getting blessed and feel like, okay, now I know I'm a good person. I know I'm helping out everybody. <laughs> How they getting it? How they getting it? That person ain't even all the way right, and they getting it. Right? I, did I do something wrong? Did, 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 is something going on in the heavenlies? How they getting blessed? And I'm down here being righteous with prayer and t- I'm doing everything mm. and I ain't seen my blessing yet. Right. And so what I've learned is this. I've learned, number one, you're right. You got to have a spirit of gratitude because gratitude unlocks the blessing. A lot mm. of people miss that. Gratitude unlocks the blessing. Most people want to praise God, man, when the blessing is there. Now you, you praise in the waiting phase. <laughs> mm. You praise in the waiting phase. And a lot of times, the reason why you see everyone, everyone else around you getting blessed is, number one, to let you know you next in line is right. coming. Be, be, have gratitude. You, you next in line, right? But number two, for some of us, some of us are looking at people getting blessed, and we don't even mentally believe we can have that level of blessing,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: My current mentor in this season is Mr. Les Brown. And when I look at Les, it was never about... Me having a spirit of ungratitude, is never be looking at him saying, "Oh man, I got a little bit of jealousy because this thing happened to him." This thing happened never. God says the reason why I put you with him as a mentor is because I want you to understand what I did for him. I'm going to do for you, and if your faith is high enough, I'll go farther than that. Mm. I'll go farther than that, right? But you can't hit a target that you're not aimed at. With many of us, we don't even know we are capable of getting a blessing on because we're not surrounded by people that already have. It.
2: Mm. So we got to pay
1: attention to who's around us, who's getting blessed. God to I me, mean, you you next in line. Maybe I haven't given you the blessing yet because like I said earlier, you got a little bit of due diligence to do. You got some cleanup work to do. You got some studying to do, right? But the blessing is coming as sure as you show me the faith. Faith sometimes is doing the legwork, knowing I'm next in line. If I believe I got a new car coming to me, guess what? I'm gonna get the old car in the garage and get rid of it because I gotta have a place for the new car to be set at. Correct. Some of us talking about faith, but you ain't got the old stuff out of the garage. You ain't got the old stuff out of the attic. You ain't got the old stuff out of the arena that's supposed to occupy the new blessedness on its way. Faith means I'm already believing it's here, so I'm moving and making preparations like it's already mine, right? A lot Mm -hmm. of us fail to do it. And for those people that are blessed, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors or what their faith structure looks like.
0: A lot of times we're
1: looking at the blessing, but we don't know they, we don't know they godly conversations behind closed doors. We just see the outward blessing. We don't know what's going on when them doors close and then blind shut and, and what type of conversation is going on. So we can't be judgmental also.
0: Very true. Now I was saying, well, how does it feel now to be a mentor? And now, you know, a few, a few years later, what does mentorship look like for you? Uh, helping other people who are on the rise. I know you said mm. uh, lately, you're, you're noticing a lot of people are rising up. They're building their businesses. Yes. They're doing great things. So what does that mm. mentorship look like for you in your world?
1: Mm. So the, the, the number one thing I tell people all the time is they don't want to get confused between a mentor and a coach. Mm. And those are two totally different things. A lot of folks will go, I, l- 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 actually, I'm glad you said this. Let's, <laughs> let's just jump into let's it. Let's do shop. this. Let's do number this. Number one, if I'm looking for a mentor, I can't pick a mentor based on how the mentor looks i can't pick a mentor based on their social media status what type of car they drive how they're spending their money i can't just do that because number one the mentor has to be in alignment with the direction of my calling and my purpose what i'm trying to achieve right right? and and we got to be clear about this because i had a friend of mine who picked this mentor who was very successful in my hometown of cincinnati ohio and 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 i said i i'm confused because your business is a is a is a junk hauling business where you haul stuff out of properties and junk this stuff this dude's business has nothing to do with your business so how was he a good mentor for you mm. right if 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 i want a mentor the mentor should be able to teach me the very thing that i'm doing right now yeah right and a lot of people fail to get that they see someone super successful think because they're successful that translates into great mentorship no it does not you want a mentor who's actually doing the thing that you're trying to conquer, the arena you're trying to take over, right? right. That's the best mentor for you. So number one, you got to be clear about who that mentor is. Just because they got, got some, some social media fame going on and do your research. Because in, yeah. in this day and age with, with camera photography and trickery, <laughs> you got a lot of people that <laughs> they can rent an Airbnb and make you think they they, they ball that They got 15 houses. Now they say yeah. Airbnb and 15 houses, right? right so right. you got to do your research. If they're really successful, they're going to be Googling. It's going to be a tracker. It'll be mm-hmm. something there to show they've really been doing the thing, right? So number one, do your research. Number two, make sure they're in alignment with where you're going to, right? If they're not in alignment, they, I don't care how famous they look or how good they are, that's not the mentor for you. Find someone who's doing the very thing you want to do, right? And then number three, be clear about the difference between a mentor and a coach. A lot of people get this confused. A mentor is not going to hold your hand. I'm gonna say this again because a lot of people, my mentor, your mentor is not gonna hold your hand unless there's some sort of family dynamic. Mm-hmm. You, a child, a, a cousin, or, or something like that, they may hold your hand then, but every mentor, they're not gonna hold your hand. Here's your assignment a mentor is gonna give you the blueprint they followed to achieve their success. When you get a mentor, you're getting someone that is giving you the most valuable resource in the world, which is their time, mm-hmm. okay? If I've been on this planet for 46 years and I've been mastering the art of speaking for roughly 20 of those years, Mm -hmm. right? You're getting 20 years worth of accumulated knowledge and wisdom so you don't have to do 20 years of hard labor to figure it out. Right. I'm not going to hold your hand. I'm going to tell you the blueprint I use to get these types of results. Then you come back to me once you've done it and let me know the result on and then we go to the next level. Exactly. If I don't hear back from you, I'm not going to, you know, unless I think you're sick with COVID, I'm not going to keep calling and saying, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Why didn't you do it? I'm, I'm not going to do that. Most mentors are not going to do that. Here's the game plan. Either you're going to do it or you're not. If you're not going to do it, guess what happens? You give me reason to cut you loose because my time is valuable. And, and, and I don't want to waste my time planting good seed in bad soil. Yep. Bad soil is something that doesn't produce fruit. There's a lot of people that don't do what their mentors tell them to do. And so the mentor says, okay, no more seed goes in this ground, right? A coach is someone who's going to ride you every single day to make sure you're doing everything you're supposed to do. So if you were supposed to read this book by the end of the month, the coach may check in once a week, This touch base when you're with chapter chapter. Okay. Why didn't you do your chapter this week? Why didn't you do your homework assignment this week? Why didn't you get out there and, and chase speaking engagements? Why are not you on social media, pushing your brand or promoting your brand? Why aren't you connecting and getting on different podcasts? That's what a coach is going to do. A coach is going to hold you accountable. So you see coaches on the side of a football field, some sporting events and basketball games, a coach will be out there yelling at you, get down the field, get down the field, get down the court, get down the court. A mentor ain't going to do that. Mm. A, a mentor will trade you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're not going
1: to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, Trade him. He, he, he wasting my time because there's someone else that can be in that seat. Now, the, the big misnomer with a lot of people, and, and I'm going to say this clearly because I, I, I know this podcast is directed mostly towards the African-American persuasion, right? The, the yes, chocolate sir. persuasion. We got to get out of the mindset of thinking that a coach or a mentor is supposed to work with us for free. Mm. We got to stop that. We that. have to stop that. I've run into so many people that missed out on game changing opportunities because they want someone to mentor them and take them under the wing. But a lot of us have what I call the anti-orphan uh, uh, daddy warbucks mindset, mm. where we'll look at our unfair struggles. And yeah, as, as people, we have a lot of unfair struggles. We have a system in society that's never been favorable towards us. So we always have to figure out a way to make do. I will never deny that, right? But your sob story or your setback story does not mean somebody's supposed to take you under their wing and give you 20 plus years of knowledge for free. Mm-hmm. We, we got to stop doing that. If someone has spent 20 plus years or 10 plus years, or even five plus years, because you can be a genius or something and been doing it for three to five years, depending on your learning curve, right? If someone has spent their time, their effort, and energy mastering something, and that gift and knowledge of education bestowed upon you can get you to the next level and get you what you want, get you the coins you're looking for, get you the lifestyle you're looking for. Don't try to get them to give that to you for free. You're saying, I don't care about your struggle for the last 20 years. I don't care about you walking away from the job or, you know, losing your car in the process because you have to sacrifice and button down, button down the, 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 uh, button down the, 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 uh, the door, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I
1: still think I'm supposed to get it for free. Um, we are one of the only cultures I've seen and I've coached a lot of people. We got to stop doing that. And this is why this is so powerful. And this is something i learned the hard way matter of fact i'm just going to use the story because we here I, I love to use myself in my own stories i think it teaches people so i'm not only anybody in the bus my real estate mentor many years ago i saw her i knew she was going to be my mentor in real estate teaching me how to how to crush mm-hmm. real estate she said i have a class that starts at seven thousand dollars this was many years ago so back then that was a lot of money to me my my job at that time my last job I was only paying twelve dollars an hour so $7,000, I'm thinking how many paychecks is that going to take, right? And so I didn't have the seven grand. And so she said, I'm only looking for three more students. That's all I got room for, three more students. If you're not one of three, I'm not doing this coaching program anytime soon because it's so time inclusive, right? And so I immediately went out to the car during intermission, began to pray. said, Lord, I know she's my mentor. I know she's supposed to teach me real estate. I don't have the seven grand. My bank account, I got like, I got like maybe 3,500, maybe four grand in the bank account. That's all I got. And at that time, I had already left my nine to five job. So I had no income coming in. Right. And so I'm thinking, God, you got to got to make a way out of no way. And so I approached her and I said, I don't have seven thousand dollars, but man, I promise you, I I'm on my life. I'll give you eight thousand dollars if you somehow can work with me. She looked me in the face, paused, and said no and walked off. Mm. And I I, I was stunned because I'm like, this this is my game changer. This is what gets me to where I'm supposed to be at. This is what gets me into this entrepreneurial place and space. And she told me no. And I remember going back to my seat for the rest of the conference for that day. And I was just a little bit disheveled, right? So I'm thinking I got to figure something out. And I didn't give up, right? A lot of times, the number one mistake we make is that lack of faith. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yep.
1: Your your faith doesn't mean you're going to get yes every time. Faithful, I always have to be tested. Faith that can't be tested, can't be trusted. Whew. Love it. I, I got that from Les. Faith that can't be tested cannot yeah. be trusted. So my faith has to be tested. So I understood. She told me, no. And I said, I'm going to give you $1,000 more. And so as I sat there and prayed on it, someone next to me said, well, you know, she got a business partner and he loved money. He's a little bit more greedy than she is. So I bet if you go talk to him, he may be able to work some sort of payment plan out. That never crossed my mind. Mm. all i heard was seven thousand dollars right so i went to god and said god i need the seven thousand dollars for this coaching program i don't have it i only got like a, a little under four thousand in the bank right notice god didn't miraculously bank error in your favor boom also the eight thousand <laughs> in the bank like a lot of us think by faith by ask for it, something miraculous is gonna happen somebody's gonna be like you really want that program i'm gonna get you into the program here's four thousand dollars to help you out it didn't happen that way Mm-hmm. My faith was, I believe this direction I'm going on. This changes my life. And it did. That real estate changed everything, mm-hmm. right? My faith was, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I asked you for it and I'm believing. I don't know how you're going to do it. That's on you because now I'm calling you out. It's like a dance battle. Now I'm calling you out, guys. Yeah. Show what you got. Get on dance. Floor. Yeah. Show what you got. Come on, pop lock with me. Come on, God. Show what you got. You know, and God comes down and says, this is what's going to happen. I'm not going to dump seven grand in your account. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lower the interest price for you to get in. Mm. A lot of times we keep we can we keep looking at the impossible, and God said, "Man, everything is possible with me." You, your faith cannot waver even in the face of no. Even when you're looking at your funds and your money is funny, because He can change the outer He can change the outer parameters that's blocking you from getting in.
0: Right,
1: right. Think about it like getting on an amusement park ride. You know, it'll say that you got to be this height to get in. Right. And so a lot of times, I think because i don't look like i'm that height i can't get in sometimes God if i'm not i'm a lower that <laughs> exactly <laughs> guess what you, you by the chin <laughs> you can get in now right you can get on the ride right ride yeah. and so that one situation right there that was one of the strongest faith moments for me as an entrepreneur because mm. then i had a conquer mindset where it's like there's nothing that's impossible for me because there's nothing impossible for my god if he won't give me what i need to get in the normal way he can rearrange the parameters of the limitations to make sure I get in the unnormal way. Even as a speaker, right? I, I, am the college dropout, but I'm speaking on corporate stages in front of folks that have a couple PhDs behind their name, and oftentimes I'm the person that's the dominant speaker in the group. <laughs> right. Right. So again, God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Mm. A lot of times, it ain't for us to figure it out to say this is foolish enough. Just foolish enough for me to test God's word and say, all right, let's, let's see how foolish it can be. Right. What you going to do, God? I'm, I'm on the dance floor. Come on. We doing it. We, we, we pop like Come on. Let's see what you got. Hey. Right. <laughs> and let it loose and see what happens on it. So um, i say that again. Notice I didn't give my sob story of being homeless and all this other stuff to get the mentor to, to let me into the program for free. I still valued that mentor's knowledge. I knew she had been teaching real estate for 20 mm-hmm. plus years. I didn't want to rip her off and cheapen her value, right? Because that's the direct smack. That's a smack, smack. That ain't that normal. So you take your glove off slowly, and <laughs> that's a smack to that person's value. You never want to do that. If you're trying to deal with someone, they quote you a price, and this you believe this, this coach, this mentor's information is designed to take you to the next level. Be clear, your resources come from on high. Mm. So go to the authority and say, "I need resources for this." Um, one last thing I'll say before we kind of cut this part of it off, right? Okay. Um, you, you can't spell the word resource without the word source. Facts. I'm going to say that again. Facts. You can't spell the word resource without the word source. A lot of times we look at our goals and dreams and we get so focused on the resources we think we need. Uh, I'm going to slow this down because y'all need to hear this. We get so focused on the resources we think we need. I think I need the education. I think I need the money. I think I need the mentor. I think I need the coach. I think I need the the new location. I think I need the new computer. I think I need the new phone. We get so focused on the resources. And then when someone takes a resource away or resources no longer available, we shut down. Mm -hmm. God said, you can't spell the word resource without the word source. You can't Mm. spell the word resource without the word source. So are you focused on the resource or focus on the source? As long as I'm plugged into the source, the source is going to make sure I have every resource at my disposal to get me to my fantastic finish line, right? I've had resources walk out in the middle of my journey. I've had fallout with different mentors. I had my money act funny. I've had doors slammed on me because of my, of my complexion, my skin tone. I knew like they didn't bring him in because he's a black guy, right? I've had so many things happen where the resource closed up on me. And the reason why I still stayed focused for because I knew that I was connected to the source. Right. As long as I'm plugged into the source, which is God on high, he'll make sure I'll get whatever resources I need. So resources are exchangeable at this point in time. Mm. And if you won't do it, another one will. Somebody if else is step if in. If that woman did not want to teach me real estate, I'm really going to go trip off of it. Why? Because at the end of the day, he'll send someone else to do it, right? Right. So I'm, as long as I'm plugged the source material, I'm always going to get what I need. I, they'll never be a shortage when I'm plugged in the source. We got to make sure we're not so focused on the resources that we don't, we don't worship and honor the source that makes resources possible. They can't right. be possible without the source. So without a doubt.
0: <laughs> love that. Love that. Now I know we got to go soon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but tell me about this concept of born to be dope. Tell me about that Ooh. concept and and everything that's going on with that concept.
1: Absolutely. So born to be dope. Is a project put on by Mr. Ryan Green. And Ryan Green is a godsend. I've been following his work for a while. What he has done is he's put on a virtual event. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse for anybody to say they can't show up. It's virtual. It's going to be from the 25th of this month to the 27th of February. But it's going to be one of a cornucopia of some of the largest speakers, teachers, trainers, uh, thought champions, all mixed together, talking about how you can be dope in your relationships, how you can be dope in your finances how you can be doping your goals and dreams, your vision, your mindset. So for a lot of folks that say, man, I'm, I'm, par- I'm ready for 22, the year of the new, the new you, right? I'm, I'm ready to rock out my 22, but I may not be sure what direction to go in or how to get there. This is a free-for-all. This is literally like a freebie for folks to sit down and watch people that have done it and lived it and have mm. the track record to say, listen, this is how you be dope in 2022. So what I've learned is this, I've learned, if I want to be successful, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I don't have to Hmm. reinvent the wheel. All I got to figure out is number one, because there's something I teach. I'm not teaching it in that session, but I'll hit it real quick here. There's something I teach called the the VSM, the the VSM matrix, right? And that stands for vision, strategy, and mentor, right? Number one, I got to have the vision. Scripture says, write the vision and make a plan. Without a vision, the people perish. I don't believe that, you know, if I don't have a vision, God's going to hit me with a lightning bolt. (laughs) I believe that, the thing that will perish is my idea of what I want in life because everything's mirrored by time. The biggest mm-hmm. regret I have is I didn't have my vision back when I was 18 years old. I had my right. vision back when I was 16 years old, right? So number one, what's the vision for my life? What have I been put here and designed to do? I got a gift, I got a talent, I got an expertise. God didn't give me these resources by accident so that I got these gifts and talents, what am I supposed to be doing with them, right? That ties into my vision. The second thing is strategy. Once I know what it is I want, what's the strategy I'm going to use every single day to produce the result? I knew for me, I needed financial freedom. So for me, unfortunately, I couldn't work a nine to five job and do what I'm doing now. I can't travel here, 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 here. Ain't a PTO in the world. I'd have been fired within like a month of being at that job. I say, okay, I need the 24th off. I need the 31st off. I need the next month off. I got to go speak here. Got to go speak here. Got to speak here. Got a virtual. Mr. Ellis, you out of PTO. So I already knew off the bat. That job was standing in the way of my goal and my dream. So i got to be able to release that, right? Mm -hmm. So what's the strategy? For me, the strategy started off with real estate. That gave me my financial freedom. And then I built onto that with the speaking business and the coaching programs and all that other stuff. So what's the strategy? We just watched the Super Bowl. Every time they went to a huddle, they were deciding on a strategy that's going to get us not all the way down the field. Watch this. I just need to get 10 yards downfield. Right. 10 yards, first down. 10 yards, first down. 10 yards, first down. Too many people make the mistake of trying to do the long bomb,
0: yep. right?
1: And, mm-hmm. and those look great when ain't no time on the clock, right? <laughs> but when it's time on the clock, your, your job is just to get it a minimum of 10 yards up the field. So I get a first down, and the ball stays in play. And every time I do 10 yards, I get closer to the end zone, right? Eventually, the touchdown was in sight. But I just got to move 10 yards upfield progressively. So number two is, what's the strategy? What strategy am I going to use going to get me closer? I got the vision. What's the strategy going to get me closer to the goal uh, by just doing this thing in repetition every single day? Social media, podcasts, or whatever it is, I'm doing it every day, getting closer and closer. And then the last part goes back to what we talked about earlier. Who's the mentor for it, right? Who's mm-hmm. the person who's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, the coffee mug, got the victories, and most importantly, the setbacks, the challenges, and the defeats? Because I learn more from your setbacks and your failures than from your wins. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see all the trophies from what you've done in life, but I want to know where you messed up at. Because if I'm following your pathway, I'm going to come across those same issues. I'm going to come across those same giants guarding my promised land, and I want to know how you defeated them. So I can defeat them quicker and faster because I ain't got a slow learning curve. I don't want to spend all this time trying to figure it out. You say, take take your sword and swing it this way, right? This is a clean cut. You don't want to be going into battle like this. <laughs> swing it this way, take them out quick and fast, right? Yeah. So, when I talk about the born to be dope, you're going to have a lot of strategies on there, right? So come with your vision in mind of what it is you want in life. Then listen to all the coaches, the speakers, the trainers, and look at the strategies. Look at the strategy. What is strategies being discussed? Because that might be a strategy I can adapt and adopt. I'm going to say it again. I can adapt and adopt. Adopt is taken into, and adapt means I got to change my mindset, right? And make it a winning strategy for me. And then some of the folks on there may actually end up being your future mentor, right? So you have a way to contact all those folks at the end of it all saying, hey, I like what you did. I like the flow and direction. Let's talk about a possible mentorship so I can get in the first year, second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year. And now I'm on life super highway going at 90 plus miles per hour versus sitting in the slow lane trying to figure it out. So that's what Born to Be Dope is all about three days of virtual training for some of the best on the planet um, there's no way you are going to attend this and not walk away with some bits of knowledge or something that should change the trajectory of your life. But i leave that up to everyone else to decide their destiny. All I know is I believe in one key phrase I say all the time, when opportunity presents itself, you move. And this is the opportunity for a lot of people. I believe the link is wwwborn com. Okay. And if they follow me, they can use Kareem as the access code and that gets them in. It's a free, uh-huh. it's a free event. Totally
0: true. Awesome. Yeah. I'll make sure we, we add the link to the show notes. Mm-hmm. I want to make mm-hmm. sure I ask this for those yes. who are listening to this and they're like, this guy is my coach or this guy is my mm. mentor. What area do you coach in? Because you were saying, make sure everything is aligned, right? Yes. So is it speaking? What area would you be coaching someone in where they mm-hmm. can say, okay, this person's aligned with where I'm trying to go.
1: Mm-hmm. So we coach in two different arenas at this point right now. Okay. And, and here's the thing for other folks out there, because I'm a strong believer in this. I, and, I, and I keep referencing it because I think somebody needs to catch this. What's your gift? What's your talent? Gift and talent are usually the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then what's your expertise, right? God has given everybody a gift and talent. I, and and I, I may have said it last time. I said, my favorite animal is a cheetah next to my Yorkies. A cheetah. Cheetah's are known for running at 70 mile per hour speed. That's a gift. A cheetah knows what to do with his gift. I ain't seen too many starving cheetahs out there in the wild. A cheetah knows <laughs> what to do with his gift, right? right? I catch my meal, but I also evade other predators that can cause me harm because you can't kill what you can't catch, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we know cheetahs know how to use a gift. Every creature in the wild has a gift and talent. Eagles can spot their prey from two to five miles in the air, right? A bat can use sonar to spot uh, that mouse in the darkest cave in the middle of the night, right? Mm-hmm. So every creature has a gift and talent. God the Father did not put you down here without a gift and talent. Right, He didn't think so little of you to give you nothing and give all these wildlife creatures everything, right? So the idea being is what's my gift, what's my talent? And then the second thing is what's my expertise? Meaning what's the thing I've done so much that I'm a a literal expert in it, that I know how to do it in my sleep, my eyes closed. In fact, people come to me asking me how to do the very thing because I've done it so well, right? And I believe that those are ways to quickly create income. Someone out there right now going, I don't know how to make money, I'm gonna make money yeah you do how do you run 70 miles per hour what are you sitting on that lets you run at those cheetah type mm-hmm. speeds so for folks that come to me we got two types of coaching programs number one the obvious one for me is speaking i've been speaking okay. on stages for 20 years i say 16 or, or well, legitimate years the first four years was the microphone and go out there and say something to bless the crowd right right so i got a proven track record i'm googleable if you go to my social media I blatantly put up every place I've spoken at on corporate stages, and I do it on purpose because I want folks to understand that I live the very thing that I do, right? Mm-hmm. I, I got a track record. I, I, got, I got a paper trail. I just yes, you know, shows so where I've been at, right? So again, um, I do speaker training, right? My coaching program runs 90 days. It's all inclusive, and it covers everything. A, a lot of coaching programs only focus on telling a great story. The thing I learned from my journey is stories are great, but stories didn't get me paid. I didn't know all the rest of the business. I didn't know how to find right. a speaking engagement. I didn't know how to, to use my social media. I didn't know all the other things outside of telling a great story. So mine's 90 days, all inclusive, it covers everything. So if you are a speaker and you're saying, man, I need to get to that level. I need to level up. I need to figure out how to have content that these places want to hear, right? That's what we're all about. We're all about making sure you get that value so you out there and start crushing it on these different stages and arenas. The second thing we do is called GPS Success coaching GPS success coaching and that's for the person that literally says man I am stuck <laughs> mm-hmm. I am stuck and I, I say it firsthand because I remember being stuck I remember coming out of school and making the decision not to go to college and feeling like I was literally stuck because I didn't know what direction to go in I was a person that believed that because I didn't make certain choices in life I, I, I don't know how to go after these goals and dreams because I couldn't see myself in possession of the goal and dream So GPS Success Coaching, based off the book, is let's set an address inside your GPS, and let's sit down together and figure out what resources you're sitting on, what connections you have, what moves need to be made, what education we need to unlock that's going to get you to your fantastic finish line. I believe everything starts with vision, so we sit down together and figure out what address needs to go inside your life's GPS so we can make it to the finish line. We can hear your own version of Siri say, you have arrived at your destination. (laughs)
0: <laughs> love that love that kareem i want to thank yeah. you again um absolutely you're one of maybe five to ten people who have appeared mm. twice on black equity <laughs> podcast i know everybody's so busy we got different things going on but i do mm. thank you for pouring into our audience pouring into me because every time you talk i i go up a notch in my thinking mm. and so okay. i want to thank you and uh say um i appreciate you i appreciate oh, all the absolutely. work that you're doing in, in the community in the culture, mm-hmm. with uh, your students um, and your uh, your colleagues. So, thank you so much for everything you're doing, and um, you have an open invitation, man. Anytime you want to come back to Black Equity, let's do it.
1: Absolutely, man. I, I love the podcast. I love what you're doing. Uh, just in the space, man. Uh, the, the When I look over all the guests that you had, so much positive content, positive motivation, and I ain't just saying that because it's Black History Month. <laughs>
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate
1: that. I I will say the ancestors looking down on you, man, and Mm. they are smiling at everything that you're doing uh, because I think the world needs more individuals like you, right? More individuals is willing to take folks of excellence and say, hey, I'm going to put this person in front of you to showcase what your world could potentially be if you unlock the the limitation on your mindset. And Mm. I know from my last broadcast with you, a lot of people were like, oh, that was fire. Like that, that presentation that content, the talk back and forth, Definitely. just the camaraderie alone. I believe that we're supposed to be so blessed, man, in our walk and our talk and, and how we, we live our lives that folks can see the blessing just on how you live and say, man, I, I want to get to know. What, how are you doing it, man? And, and of course, you're going to say, man, it, it's, it's all due to the glory of God. man. I, I want to get to know your God based on your blessing. because yes. what, what you got going on, man, I, I don't see any type of struggle. It may be some hidden struggles, but of I course. can't tell it because you look like you live in a pretty blessed life. So exactly. I salute you as well, man, for being able to contain and contend and, and keep this thing going the way you've been going. Because I've seen a lot of people come, a lot of people go. But brother, the, the, the main C is consistency. And yeah. you have been that. You have been consistency. There's a track record. If, if and I'm gonna I'm going plug you real quick. If if you if you someone of excellence, this is one of the podcasts to get on. This right here is is one of the one, the premiere, the premieres to get on. Absolutely. I
0: appreciate that. I really do. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you for coming on Black Equity Podcast. And you and I will talk again soon, brother. Absolutely. The 400 years are over and we are those people.